بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم We continue the explanation of the Salah described and this is class number 10 We finished with the description of the Ruku' the bowing posture in Salah after the ruku' is finished, the musalli, the one praying, straightens up his head, upright position, standing straight. So in this way he would lift his head and his back standing upright and straight because this is how the Prophet ﷺ directed the one who did not pray correctly he admonished him and said then stand straight until you become upright in your standing straightened up this is a rukun of salah this is a pillar and it is a must raising the hands with it is a sunnah And therefore it is better to do. And if the person does not raise the hands with the standing straight move, then his salah is still correct. And we said this is a sunnah. It is affirmed in the hadith of Ibn Umar. May Allah be pleased with him and his father, which is in the Sahihain, Sahih al-Bukhari and Sahih Muslim and others, that the Prophet used to raise his hands upon making takbir for ruku' to go for ruku' and upon standing up standing straight from Ruku' and this is required from the Musalli whether he is an Imam or praying alone or praying in congregation so upon upon Standing up, the Musalli who is Imam and who is praying alone says the following Samiallahu Liman Hamidah, Samiallahu Liman Hamidah. 
Allah listens to the one who praises him. Allah listens to the one who praises him. So this is not to be sent before standing, nor to be delayed till after. But what about if he says this before, in case he says this before? Or delays part of it or its entirety until he straightens up. Some scholars are with the opinion that his salah is invalid. However, the correct opinion that this is an accommodated matter and therefore it should not be something invalidating the salah because this would be a burden on people سَمِعَ اللَّهُ لِمَنْ حَمِيدًا Allah listens to the one who praises him سَمِعَ اللَّهُ listens it really means Allah answers because mere listening does not benefit the one who is making the praise rather he benefits by the answer so verily Allah listens and answers the one who praises him and the praise which is in Arabic known as Alhamd Allahu liman hamida praise meaning alhamd is describing the one praised with perfection out of love and magnification it means describing the one praised with perfection out of love and magnification now if someone says how come you say that sami'a means answers while alhamd the praise there is no dua in it the answer whoever praises Allah in fact it is as if he wanted to say dua because the one who because the one who praises Allah seeks reward with him so if he seeks the reward then praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bilhamd and remembrance and takbir comprises dua and so therefore the meaning sami'a Answers fits perfectly with the statement Allah listens to the one who praises him then after standing the imam the musalli who is imam and the one praying alone says Rabbana walaka alhamd Rabbana وَلَكَ الْحَمْدِ 
our loan to you is all praise. This is one of the ways this is said. It is said actually in four different ways. Let's listen to them carefully. One of them is Rabbana walaka alhamd O our Lord and to you is the praise. Rabbana walaka alhamd the second is Rabbana laka alhamd Bidun without the wow Rabbana laka alhamd Our Lord to you is the praise or all praise The third one is The third one is Allahumma Rabbana laka alhamd Allahumma Rabbana laka alhamd O Allah, our Lord, to you is all praise Allahumma Rabbana laka alhamd The fourth one is Allahumma Rabbana walaka alhamd Walaka alhamd O Allah, our Lord and to you is all the praise. Any one of them is sufficient, but it is better for the musalli to say the, to say all of them, not at once, meaning diversify. Sometimes he says a certain way and then the second time or another time says the other one the other way because there are benefits in this in the diversification there is benefit number one is the preservation of the sunnah the preservation of the sunnah this way you preserve always all the statements. Second is ittiba'u sunnah following the sunnah. The third is hudur al-qalb the presence of the heart. Because if the person continues on one format he would become like a tool saying it without feeling it but if he changes from one format to another sometimes then this would be more ensuring to the presence of an attentive heart Alhamd we said that Alhamd is describing the one praised with all perfection out of love and magnification and there is a difference between Alhamd and Al-Madh 
recommending Al-Madh and now compare them compare these two words Al-Madh and Al-Hamd contain the same letters but the ordering of the letters are different and therefore the meanings now differ and this is from the powerful secret of the Arabic language Alhamd means describing the one praised with all perfection out of love and magnification but Al-Madh as Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim mentioned Al-Madh means describing the one praised with perfection but this does not necessitate that it is out of love and magnification he may commend someone seeking something a benefit, an interest or that he may commend him in order to protect and guard against his evil however alhamd cannot be except with love and magnification and this is the clear difference between alhamd and almadh There is another thing which is called Athana Extolling, loading It is more particular Than Al-Madh Athana Is more particular Than Al-Madh Because Athana Means Repetitive Repetitive commending Athana means repetitive commending as came in the authentic hadith that when the person in salah says alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allah says hamadani abdi listen carefully alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allah says Allah responds to you in Salah Allah says Hamadani Abdi My slave Praised me Hamadani From Hamd When he says When the slave now says Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim The most beneficent The most merciful Allah says Listen Allah says Athna From Thana Athna Alayya Abdi My Slave lauded me, extolled me. So here Allah differentiated between Alhamd, praise, and Athana. So upon standing up, right, the Musalli says, Rabbana walaka Alhamd, 
our Lord and to you is all the praise مِلْ السَّمَاءِ مِلْ السَّمَاءِ مِلْ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمِلْ الْأَرْضِ مِلْ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمِلْ الْأَرْضِ وَمِلْ أَمَا شِئْتَ مِنْ شَيْءٍ بَعْدِ مِلْ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمِلْ الْأَرْضِ وَمِلْ أَمَا شِئْتَ مِنْ شَيْءٍ بَعْدِ it means Rabbana walaka hamd we discussed what it means mil as samawati wa mil al ard wa mil ama shi'ta min shay'in ba'd which means mil as samawat filling the heavens meaning a praise filling the heavens and filling the earth and filling whatever else you wish and in another narration وَمِلْأَ مَا بَيْنَهُمَا وَمِلْأَ مَا بَيْنَهُمَا which means and whatever is in between them and whatever is in between them so we repeat now رَبَّنَا وَلَكَ الْحَمْدُ مِلْ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمِلْ الْأَرْضِ وَمِلْ مَا بَيْنَهُمَا وَمِلْ مَا شِئْتَ مِنْ شَيْءٍ بَعْدِ Our Lord and to you is all the praise filling the heavens filling the earth and whatever is between them and whatever else you wish and whatever else you wish what does it mean mil as-samawati wal-ard filling the heavens and the earth means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is praised for every creature he creates and for every action he does for he deserves all the praise for all of that and it is known that the heavens and the earth and whatever therein is from the creation of Allah so the praise therein would fill would be filling of the heavens and the earth because the creatures fill the heavens and the earth this is the meaning and what does it mean? وَمِلْأَ مَا شِئْتَ مِنْ شَيْءٍ بَعْدِ And whatever else you wish. Because the heavens and the earth will be folded. And then the paradise and hellfire which will remain is more comprehensive than the presence of the heavens and the earth and that's why it is mentioned here and filling whatever else 
you wish, over which only Allah knows. So the person who is making the salah, if he is an imam, then he says, سَمِعَ اللَّهُ لِمَنْ Upon, on rising from the ruku'ah. Also the one praying alone says, سَمِعَ اللَّهُ لِمَنْ On rising from ruku'ah. Allah listens to the one who praises him. Now, the ma'moom, the one following, says, Rabbana وَلَكَ الْحَمْدِ Upon rising from ruku'ah. So the ma'moom, the one following, says, Upon rising, he says, Rabbana وَلَكَ الْحَمْدِ And after he straightens up, he says, the rest of the dua مِلْ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمِلْ الْأَرْضِ وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا وَمِلْ أَمَا شِئْتَ مِنْ شَيْءٍ بَعْدِ Those which we just explained. And this is the preponderating opinion in this matter. Now, is this the end of this dua? Or there is additional part to it. The Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ describes that it has an additional wording to that. And it is, and this is from the Sunnah. reported by Sahih Muslim in Sahih Muslim rather from the hadith of Abi Sa'id al-Khudri may Allah be pleased with him to say in the standing upright position Ahla al-Sana'i wal-Majd Ahaqqu ma qala al-Abd O possessor of praise and majesty أَحَقُّ مَا قَالَ الْعَبْدِ The truest thing a slave has said of you. وَكُلُّنَا لَكَ عَبْدِ And we are all your slaves. لَا مَانِعَ لِمَا أَعْطَيْتِ وَلَا مُعْطِيَ لِمَا مَنَعْتِ O Allah, none can prevent what you have willed to bestow and none can bestow what you have willed to prevent وَلَا يَنْفَعُ ذَا الْجَدِّ مِنْكَ الْجَدِّ وَلَا يَنْفَعُ ذَا الْجَدِّ مِنْكَ الْجَدِّ And no wealth or majesty can benefit anyone as from you 
is all wealth and majesty. We repeat, Ahla sana'i wal majd, ahakku ma qala al abd, wa kulluna laka abd, la mani alima a'tayt, wala mu'tiya lima mana'at, wala yanfa'u dal jaddi minka al jadd. O possessor of praise and majesty, the truest thing a slave has said of you, and we are all your slaves. O Allah, none can prevent what you have willed to bestow, and none can bestow what you have willed to prevent, and no wealth or majesty can benefit anyone, as from you is all wealth and majesty. Now in this standing position, where should he put his hands? Where should the musalli put his hands after standing upright from ruku'ah? Should he put them to the original position in which they were before ruku'ah, putting the right upon the left on the chest, or should he put them aside to his side. What is textually related from Imam Ahmad rahimahullah is that the person have or has the person has the choice between these two positions. And it is as if Al Imam Ahmad rahimahullah saw that because there isn't in the Sunnah that which is explicit in this matter so he concluded that the person can have the choice and this is what other scholars also had concluded that this matter is accommodating and some of the scholars from the reliable scholars see that it is rather the sunnah to put them on the chest and others also from the reliable scholars of Ahlul Sunnah, as you have heard, see that there is no evidence, explicit evidence to that. And this is from the tolerable difference, and therefore it is a matter not to be denounced if the Musalli follows one of these opinions of the reliable scholars of Ahl Sunnah, and it shouldn't be a matter of dispute and opposition. This brings the conclusion of the movement from Ruku in the Salah described. والحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم